Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of an audiobiographical meditation. I'm your host, Richard. And today... Well, honestly, I'm not that sure what we're, what we're talking about for the most part. I got a general idea, but I'm... It, this is kind of like my college or high school homework. You just kind of wing it and hope for the best. No, I'm just messing with you guys. I got an episode planned today. Now, before we begin, obviously we're going to dive into a childhood story. And I just want to talk to you guys about how my week went. Because there was a lot of stuff that came up. And I think it's just good to give you guys a general overview of my life. Let's start with the childhood story. I know last week I told a ghost story, so this week I'm telling another ghost story. It's it's a good one. And you know what? I'll do I'll do two today. Why not? Like because they're they're both kind of short and yeah, it's it is what it is. Me, my dad and my sister, we came home from maybe one of my baseball games. And again, at the time, I'm probably around eight. My sister's around nine. My dad's around <laughs> 50. Because <laughs> you guys need to know that. I don't know how old he was. Doesn't matter. We have a screen door, and then we have a regular door, which has a it has a bottom lock and then it has a deadbolt lock. Now. We opened up the screen door, my dad did. He put the key in the bottom lock, unlocked the door, and before he even put the key in the top deadbolt lock, the deadbolt turned by itself, it unlocked by itself, right in front of all three of us, and the door opened. It just opened by itself. Now, the opening is not the crazy part, right? The 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 crazy part is the fact that a deadbolt got unlocked by itself. So, what that means, everyone, is on the other side of the door, you can unlock the deadbolt. Okay? Because there's a little, it's like a, it's a lock, right? You just turn it and it locks it. You don't need a key to lock a deadbolt, but to un to unlock a deadbolt, you need a key. And that freaked us out. So my dad's like, stay, stay out here. So he had to search the house to see if there was someone inside. And... For the longest time, I thought there was someone hiding in our, like, the furnace room where you, where the boiler is or the hot water tank. I don't know. And then there was... <laughs> I just told the story, too. So it's kind of it's fresh in my mind. And the second time, 
I wasn't there to experience this, but my dad was. So, my dad was watching TV in our living room, and there's a TV, and above the TV, there's two shelves. And we got those long, skinny candles, because, you know, it was the 90s, early 2000s. And we didn't even light those candles ever, but they, you know, decorative candles type of thing. He's about seven feet away from the TV, and out of nowhere, the candles above the TV just fly at him. Just off off the shelves, right on top. Fly directly at my dad. And... There's no way the house wasn't haunted. And maybe not even haunted, but there were ghosts in that house. Okay? Let's make that perfectly clear. There were ghosts in the house. Okay. Life update. I, on thir Thursday night, I got the COVID vaccine. I got the Johnson & Johnson one. And I was very naive with this, with this vaccine. I had strong beliefs that I would be not resilient to it, but it wouldn't, you know, affect me that much. I wake up the next day, my aura ring says I my body temperature is raised by one degree, which is significant. Usually it's like 0.1 or 0.2. So I'm burning up and my resting heart rate was elevated to around 52 beats per minute, which when I'm sleeping, it's around 42. So my heart rate, my resting heart rate was elevated and my body temperature was elevated. I went to work that day and no joke, that was the hardest day of work I've ever, I've ever had. I was falling asleep. I was, my head was pounding. Sounds were just, it was like, it was a hangover, basically. A hangover with a fever. And that, that's a deadly combination, let me tell you. Yeah, it was, it was rather, rather rough, to say the least. The next day was a Saturday. And I woke up, my aura ring said my body temperature was raised by two degrees. So, obviously I was bundled up at night. So when you, I don't know how accurate that was. If it was reading my body, my body temperature was probably raised because I was bundled up at night. Plus I had a fever. Luckily, I went to bed early that night, so I woke up relatively early, and I was able to kind of go outside, get some light, drink some water, and I ate breakfast. I had an appetite, so I ate breakfast, and then I went back to work. I still had a headache. It wasn't too bad, though. The next day, which is today... I woke up with a headache still. 
and now I'm, my appetite is still kind of weird. And that's, I mean, I didn't really know what to expect with that, but these past three days, I probably consumed around 3000 calories altogether, which I should be doing that on a daily basis. And that brings me to my next point. I, I'm not going to be too hard on myself. I, I was planning on going to the gym yesterday, but again, I, I didn't, I didn't want to push myself, especially if I still have a fever and my head was still hurting. So I think it's important to realize when it's time to take off of the gym and that's hard for me because I have a strict routine, a strict schedule when it comes to working out and taking the day off when I don't, when I'm, you know, a unplanned day off is not ideal for me. I need, I, I, I thrive with a routine and schedule and it's hard for me not to feel guilty for taking Saturday and taking today off. And just coming back Monday refreshed, feeling good, no headache. Because my head is still, it's a little fuzzy in my appetite. I haven't consumed many calories. So my workout, it wouldn't even, it would not be up to standards. And I know tomorrow I'll wake up, fuel my body correctly, and go in there just like normal for the most part, hopefully. Because I was just, I just fought off. My body was at war, you know? And again, it's it's one of those things I, I'm not going to feel guilty for under-consuming calories or for not going to the gym. I, I knew for, I knew stuff like that happens. And I'm just happy I didn't get COVID. And now that I'm vaccinated, I hopefully I never get COVID. I do advise anyone that's listening, if you haven't gotten vaccinated, go for it. It Obviously, it's going to be a little rough on your body, but what would you rather have? The real thing or the vaccine? I mean, I'd take my chances with the vaccine and... I didn't really want to get it. I didn't get it from me, essentially. I got it from my family because I'm visiting them. I have I, I have older family members. I I have family members with autoimmune issues. I, I don't want to expose them. You don't have to get the vaccine for yourself. I mean, that's like a cherry on top. Get it for people around you. You're not, you're, you don't want to expose others to it, right? With the CDC coming out with, new mask updates saying you don't have to wear a mask anymore if you're vaccinated. People are going to not wear masks anymore even if they aren't vaccinated. And I have to do my duty as a human on this on this planet as a person in the working class. I have to do my duty and get vaccinated not for not just for me but for others. So get vaccinated.
I that's that's a long intro, and I'm sorry. I just had some stuff to get off my off my head, off my mind, off my noggin. Today, I want to discuss some nutrition. Okay, it's still recording. Sorry. I want to discuss nutrition, and I came out with this blog recently. Let me find it here. I'm going to go over the blog, and when I go over the blog, I, I read it, but I also kind of go off in tangents, and that's what this episode is. That's what a lot of my episodes are, just me reading blogs and just talking about them, kind of going deeper into them, and that's pretty much the format of this podcast. I really like doing that, diving deep into blogs and just figuring more stuff out that I didn't when I wrote the blog initially. And if you do like any of this content that I'm putting out, it is all available on Instagram and much more. I do a lot of fitness, nutrition, self-wellness, motivational material. That's Petrie Richard, P-E-T-R-Y Richard. Also, if you're enjoying this podcast, I'd really appreciate a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, a subscription on there. All you have to do is click subscribe. It helps me out a lot. More people that listen to this episode, this podcast, the more people we can help. That's the goal of this podcast. Also, hit me up on Instagram. If you like what I'm talking about, DM me. Let's talk. I'm, I'd love to hear from you all. And yeah, here we go with the blog. The 80-20 rule is a guide for your everyday diet. Eat nutritious foods 80% of the time and have a serving of your favorite treat with the other 20%. This rule is absolutely crucial when it comes to eating. It's the rule I follow and I have been following for a long time. When I was younger, it was more like 20-80. (laughs) It took me a long time to be able to get to 80-20. The problem I faced for a long time was trying to be 100-0, which basically means 100% healthy foods with 0% unhealthy foods. I thought that if I messed up even once throughout my week of eating, I would be a failure, and I couldn't get the body I wanted to achieve. A lot of people have this level of thinking, too. They believe that if they don't eat 100% clean, that they can't get to where they want in their fitness goals, and their nutrition goals, in their life in general. And that's just not the case. You you need a healthy balance. And for many people, my, I've been there myself. It's, it's a long process to, to figure out what you're doing wrong, And how can you get to a more balanced, healthy eating approach? So I've been on both extremes of eating. And I'm here to tell you, you can still enjoy healthy foods and drinks every now and again. The 80-20 rule states that you eat 80% healthy foods and 20% unhealthy foods. That's it. It's really simple, guys. It's not, don't overanalyze this. Very simple concept, hard to execute. 
So I'm sure you understand what I'm saying here, but when it comes to practicing, practicing this, you might fall off the wagon a couple times. I know I show on my Instagram. If you follow my Instagram, you probably see me meal prepping each week. And you don't see me eating any unhealthy foods. You're probably like, oh, Richard, come on. You're eating 100% healthy foods and you're so not relatable. And it's, it's, it's so weird what you're doing. Like, how do you even sustain that level of eating? Even I've had family members who've told me this. Like, Richard, how do you just eat the same stuff all the time and not get sick of it? Well, that's the thing. I don't, first off, I don't eat the same stuff all the time. Second off, I do eat unhealthy foods and I just don't, I just don't show that on my Instagram that much. I'm trying to do that more, but for breakfast, I have cookies. I really do. I have cookies for breakfast, not just cookies, but I, that's part of my breakfast is four snickerdoodle cookies. That's my shit. And then for dessert, sometimes I have a whole pint of ice cream, a whole fucking pint. Okay. That's not healthy, but the thing is, out of all the healthy food I'm eating, those two things, that's okay. Because it's its in moderation. And what I've done is, and right now I'm probably eating around 90-10. So, but that's just, that's just me. Like, I'm, with bulking, I'll probably, because this week was a failure for my bulking. But for my bulking, I'm, I'll probably go more like 7.30, right? But that's just because it is really hard to get into a caloric surplus if you're just eating healthy foods. And I will have to bump up my unhealthy foods or my takeout more just to get the body that I am chasing after. And I'm well aware that that might not be the healthiest approach, but I'm looking at the long-term goals of this, and it's just a sacrifice I'm going to have to make. I didn't even eat out once this week because I first because I just didn't... I'm so bad. <laughs> well, three days I was out, okay? So let's make that clear. I was, I was not... It was not ideal. But it happens. So what I've found to be very crucial when it comes to eating healthy and to try to get to that point of eating healthy and getting to 80-20 is to replace unhealthy foods with healthy foods. Here's an example. I used to eat prepackaged oatmeal all the time. That was my shit. Blueberry used to be the bomb. And now, instead of buying prepackaged oatmeal, I buy old-fashioned oats, and I mix blueberries into it with some honey and some butter. That's, that's it. That's, that's something you could do to kind of eliminate some of those unhealthy foods that you're, you're, taking in on a daily basis. This is something I highly recommend to people who struggle with food. 
don't focus too hard on changing your whole diet at once because you're gonna fail if you do that. And I've tried that before. I I remember years ago, there's a video of me. My cousin is recording me. I'm eating one of my grandma's marshmallow brownie and she's laughing their ass off because that same day or week I was trying to cut out all sugar in my diet because I thought I was quote unquote fat and I had it not I didn't think I was fat but I thought that I needed like I had body dysmorphia okay that's <laughs> fucking A that shit, looking back, I'm just like, God damn it, Richard. What, what were you doing, man? Come on. So, yeah, I've tried to... I've been to the extremes on both sides, and it's just cutting out everything at once is just not a healthy approach. So, if you're eating... If you're drinking soda right now, just replace it with water. Or there's there's actually healthy sodas out there. Like, is it... Olipop or lollipop? Olipop? Um, yeah, there's there's healthy alternatives out there. And you can get those flavored things that you put in your drinks if you don't like the taste of water initially. Which is crazy to me. But if you don't, yeah, you can get flavored water and shit. Start small. Change one thing once a month. Because that's where change happens. That's where permanent change happens. It doesn't happen when you change everything at once because you're going to fall off the wagon. It's crazy to think that you can cut out 15 foods in your diet in one week and not go crazy. And think that you can sustain that because inevitably you're going to fall off and eat one of those foods because... Because you're biting off more than you can chew. Seriously, that's that's what it is. If you start small, there's no way you fuck it up. Because even if you do fall off the wagon... Look, look at it this way. Let's say you start, start small, because you're not going to fuck it up if you start small, and I'll tell you why. Let's say you start small, and then you're one week into eliminating pop. You're doing well. And then you reintroduce a soda, okay? You have a soda for three days in a row. And then you go straight back to drinking water. This is just a hypothetical situation, okay? Now, that's okay. Because you fell off the wagon, you drink a pop, and then you, you know, you drink another one, and then you drink another one. But then you got back on. Now, let's look at the alternative. You fall off the wagon, but you eliminated 10 different foods and drinks from your diet. No, let's say you eliminated pop, chips, and beer from your diet, okay? And then you fall off the wagon one day and you're like, fuck it, I'm going to have a beer, okay? So you have a beer. And then you're like, oh, well, I've had a beer, so let me grab some chips. I mean, I've, I'm already off the wagon. Why not fuck, fuck more up? And then the next day you're like, oh, well, I fucked up yesterday. I might as well eat, eat a pop or I might as well drink a pop. So now you're just 
so far off the wagon and you're not even that's not see there's no lasting change there but if you consistently eliminate pop for a whole month right and then you start trying to eliminate chips or something you will have that belief in your mind that hey i already did this for a whole month i can eliminate chips for a whole month one month and having that mindset will solidify it later on because that's where habits are formed it takes around 60 something days on average for a habit to be formed you just gotta start small and don't get discouraged when you fall off the wagon because it's gonna happen a bunch you just can't stop do your best okay and keep going okay you got this i i hope that wasn't too preachy i don't not nah, it didn't really sound too preachy okay I'm going to call it there. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next Tuesday. Take care. Peace.